everyone, welcome to Bear With Us, episode three, the podcast sponsored by Cal, Cal High's original student-run newspaper, The Californian. Um, welcome back. My name is Sachi Sharma, and I am the podcast editor slash host. Uh, does everyone want to introduce themselves? Just go in a little circle here. I'm Andre Lapati. I'm Carson Bodenhauer. I'm Tommy Pandia. I'm Ion Karan. Okay, great. Um, so today we're going to talk about, as the year comes to an end, we wanted to summarize what 2022 meant to the world. Um, as you know, a lot of big events, big things happened this year, and all of those things have an effect and influence on generations to come. So we're going to go in chronological order. When the year started, we saw a possible World War III in the war between Ukraine and Russia, which was definitely a scary event. Um, a lot of humanitarian crises going on. So yeah, uh, does anyone want to give us a brief summary of the war between Ukraine and Russia? Okay, brief summary. February 24th, Russia decides to invade Eastern Ukraine and uh, their goal is to obviously annex and take a bunch of territory but obviously since the war is still going on ukraine has been able to push them back pretty well mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that also involved a lot of other countries in the discussion of whether or not to provide aid to ukraine so yeah it's a big deal because we got involved in worldwide events yeah, and it was a really terrible crisis that occurred. So, and it is still going on to this day. I mean, I know Cal High got involved a lot. I know that Sean Reznikov held a, uh, what was it? It was a little protest. Oh yeah, yeah. protest. I think it was a march. Yeah, it was a march. march. It wasn't a march. march for Ukraine. Well, yeah, a march for Ukraine. I know a lot of people did that. I got in the newspaper too, in the Californian. The protest was a great, uh, event that occurred at Cal High to show student support for such a worldwide issue. I found it so interesting how uh, so many students at Cal High were connected to this uh, issue on the other side of the world and uh, how we all came together as one and showing how much we cared even though this is we're not affecting us exactly but maybe people connected to us who we care about. Yeah, I guess, I mean, long term, it's scary for the future of the world and like, you know, international affairs because we do have enemies and there are threats that um, that occur when things like this happen, especially since we're siding with Ukraine against Russia. Um, but also long term, it does unite us against one common um, enemy and a lot of the people or a lot of people in the entire world definitely have grown stronger through this okay. i think i think one thing is that this uh, this conflict actually does affect us what we've seen with like ukraine's a big uh, they they grow a lot of wheat and that you know they export it here but obviously because of sanctions and other problems obviously ukraine can't produce as much wheat it's driving up prices here at home mm -hmm. um and overall i mean it just kind of sets a precedent that the united states and, and our people and everything should support countries that are being, you know, aggressively taken over right. by other like authoritarian powers. Yeah, no, that you actually bring up a really great point because the war did also cause a lot of economic 
consequences um, in terms of inflation and worldwide crises like economically so um, there are so many impacts that we don't that are indirect and we don't immediately see them but they have a drastic effect on nation's well-being and it is occurring even right here at home even though we're not the victims as much as Ukraine is so yeah and that's probably gonna have a lasting effect for months and months um, to come as long as this war keeps going on so it's a big big event that happened in 2022 all right um after 2020 or after not after but moving on later in the year later in the year we had um some roe v threats that roe v wade would be overturned a bill was leaked by the draft yes a draft of the decision was leaked um earlier in the year and then later on proved to be true because roe v wade was overturned in the summer um and i think that was definitely a very very consequential decision by the supreme court whether you're pro-life or pro-choice it definitely had a very big impact on um tensions within our political parties uh society women's rights um and more uh, i mean in terms of um abortion a majority of the country are in favor of women having the choice and for a major precedent to be overturned for years and years on end uh, that was going on for years and years on end and it stood for something very important for a lot of people it was definitely a big deal to hear that decision come out and i know i was extremely angry personally when i heard about this yeah i think that we were very lucky to be living in california <clears throat> because we know that we still have some barrier of safety we know that our governor supports it and that's probably not going to be overturned here anytime soon but i remember just feeling like full of despair and kind of helpless about how to help other women in this country especially women that got pregnant without choice and required abortions and no longer had safe access to that so i was really upset too yeah and we've seen that in a lot of events that have come out on the news ever since the decision where women who were raped um underage um girls who are molested um events like that do occur every single day and people that live in states that overturned roe v wade um, and decided to ban abortions and illegalize them definitely did feel that impact so um, i think that's also definitely gonna have a very long lasting effect on the u.s and how the u.s has handled women's issues i think that part of the reason that the midterms were such a big shock and there was not really a red wave that we saw was because of Roe v. Wade. <clears throat> and thankfully a lot of young people are voting a lot more than they used to, especially in elections that aren't major presidential elections. Mm -hmm. So hopefully we see a trend of increased voting and increased standing up for what people believe in and being active for what they think. And what would you attribute that to? Would you attribute that to social media uh, calling for teens to vote? like? In part, relating it back to the Roe v. Wade issue, I think that because there's a lot of a lot of kids are now activists more than they used to be, I would say, and because they have these strong opinions on things, 
when something that they care for a lot doesn't go their way, for example, the overturning of Roe v. Wade, they want to fight back against it. Well, I think overall the decision uh, it really made it where voters are much more involved with many of these things like abortion because you know abortion was legalized in every single state after, before the the overturning, but now it's going to go up to every state legislature. We saw multiple uh, referendums. Uh, in in the midterm elections, so it's it's just going to go back to you know the voters and the legislature. So overall, I think even though abortion was such a major topic in the country before the overturning, I think now it's actually much more important because there's actual involvement from from actual voters. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. I think knowing that such a big change is possible uh, through Supreme Court decisions, through government, like we haven't seen such a um, drastic change for so long in the way we live our lives and seeing that something that we thought was like a birthright or something like that like something we've lived with for our entire lives uh, was so easily overturned um, in just a matter of a few extra justices definitely has an impact on the way young people think about voting and um, how we see our decisions play out I mean, to like go back on young people voting, I feel like a lot of people began voting because of TikTok. I feel like an influx of voters were like, they wanted to vote because people on TikTok told them to. All right, uh, moving on to a third thing, third major event that happened this year, um, and is still going on, is the women's rights in Iran. Uh, the protests have still have continued to go on because of how uh, atrocious some acts have become. Um, I mean, women are being slaughtered, protesters are being killed and silenced, and really not much has been done about it uh, besides just people speaking up and speaking out. But this definitely will probably continue into 2023 since the issue's really not going anywhere and the government seems to get more and more um, strict with their rulings. Well, I think obviously these are probably the biggest protests we've seen in Iran since the 1979 revolution. So I think it definitely is the most consequential since then. And I think so far, even with, you know, the supposed abolishing of the morality police, we see uh, Iranians still protesting asking for their government to be completely, you know, uh, what's the term? Gotten rid of. Abolished. Abolished. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Is the morality police actually gone? Because I saw that they were going to do that. That was reported that they were going to, but I also saw that it hasn't been done yet. And I don't know if it's made much of a difference. I, I don't know. I That's what they're, I read. It's like disputed, but it's either... It, on a practical level, there won't be a change because even if they do abolish it, the law will still stay, stay the same and they'll just delegate it to some other agency. Right, regardless of the morality police, the consequences will still be exactly. based. Wait, first off, what is the morality police? Basically, the morality police goes around and for, you know, men and women, if they wear something considered immodest, then they'll, they'll you know, tell them not to, they'll arrest them, they'll do whatever. And they mostly enforce uh, Iran's hijab laws, in which they, they they tell women that you have to cover your head. Um, but many Iranian women are incredibly like liberal, or at least they go on the very edge in which they cover like half of their head, or they'll barely cover it at all. And then the morality police will 
um, and uh, which is why this is start uh, this started because they they killed a woman over not wearing her hijab. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure like it's not even it doesn't even have to be that evident that someone's not wearing their hijab, uh, quote unquote, properly. I feel like I've heard of or sorry, I've heard of issues where, um, you know, the morality police will prosecute someone for just showing a little bit of their hair on accident or just some anything where like you can see a little bit and it goes against their opinions of how much women can show um those women have been abused they've been slaughtered uh ruthlessly just for that alone and i don't know i've something definitely needs to be done about it um iran definitely needs to be punished in some sort of way their government does for the way they've been treating uh civilians how are we going to change this though if it's kind of like a traditional thing if they're part of their religion right what i don't know if it's part of their religion to like kill people over it yeah i think the punishment's like too much i feel like if if it's part of their religion maybe they can they can like say something about like keeping the well yeah i mean it just need like women's rights just needs to be like mandated basically like we just need to make sure that they're being protected and the punishment isn't so ruthless if and people extreme. want to enforce that in their own country. There's not much the U.S. can do about that, but there is something that there is something to say about how we handle situations like that and how other countries can like punish their civilians. Like it can't get to this point. Yeah, I don't think it's also just about the hijab itself. I think it comes from the fact that since 1979, Iran has had one of the worst human rights records, which is why many people are protesting. And their government is simply just so authoritarian and tyrannical that people are protesting to like overthrow the government. Mm -hmm. So I think that's there's there's a bigger picture of it. I, I don't think people are just protesting, even for many conservatives in Iran who are protesting against the government. I don't think it's just because of the the whole hijab thing. I think it's because there's just like this this deep seated hatred of the government and what they've been doing for the past like, few decades. Right, and even in the case of some protesters, there have been protesters that have been. Put into jail, arrested, even killed just because of protesting. So clearly, there's a deeper issue than just whether women are showing their hair or not. Yeah. Does anyone have anything else to add to that? No. Well, one thing, and this happened yesterday. Iran was recently kicked off the UN Human Right, no, Women's Rights Council. Right. So I saw. I saw yeah. that. They had a representative in that. <laughs> they were in that and they were kicked out for yeah. obvious reasons. It's it's the UN they used to listen to students. Okay. <laughs> uh yeah, okay. Great. Um so yeah, that was 2022 in a nutshell. <laughs> um obviously more happened. Uh we didn't talk as much about all the positives of 2022, all the great things that came with it, but in terms of foreign affairs and national um precedent. Uh, we definitely saw a big change in how our government can operate and how other people gov how other people's governments have uh, an effect on the US and the rest of the world. So thanks for joining us today, guys. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Stay tuned for 2023 and all the amazing things that come with it. The podcast will still be going on in January and our paper comes out on December 19th, 2022 this year. So keep an eye out for that. Thank you. Have a great day.